this morning, the book of Luke, chapter number 22. Look with me in verse number 13. Luke chapter number 22 and verse number 13. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible said they went and found as He had sent unto them, and they made ready the Passover. And when the hour was come, He sat down and the twelve apostles with Him. He said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave it thanks and said, and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them, saying, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And likewise also the cup after supper saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you. If God will help me this morning. I want to look at four places that the Lord shed His blood. Four places that the Lord shed His blood. Pray with me and for me, please, this morning. Father, we do love You. We thank You, Lord, for the opportunity to be here. We thank You, Lord, for the honor and the privilege that it is to assemble, Lord, one more time with the saints of God. I pray this morning, Lord, that You'd help me. God, I need Your help. What I'm fixing to do, Lord, cannot be done by man and man alone. But God, I need the Holy Ghost to help me and speak through me and to me. I pray this morning, God, that you deal with hearts. Lord, I pray, God, that you deal with the saint of God, Lord, to walk back down that lonely road to Calvary and remember, Lord, what it was. Uh, Lord, when you died for our sin, and God, the, the tragedy, Lord, that you had to go through and the suffering and the agony. Oh, God, we ought to, everyone, if we got what we deserve, we ought to die and go to hell, for we are sinners without hope. But, Lord... Because of the blood this morning, God, we've been made nigh by the blood of Jesus. We've been redeemed, Lord. We've been forgiven. And God, we thank you for that. I pray this morning, Lord, you move in our hearts. And for uh, God, for Jesus' sake, Lord, if there's one lost, I pray, Lord, that you'd reach down. And God, that you'd draw them and convict them. Lord, they would not leave here in the same condition that they came. Lord, do a work that only you can do. And for what you do, we will thank you. In Jesus' name and for His sake, and all God's people said, Amen and Amen. You may be seated this morning. Uh, four places that the Lord shed His blood. Brother Shelby, by way of introduction, may I say it is here in Luke's Gospel where we find that the Lord Jesus is gathered uh, uh, together with His disciples and it is now only hours before He would climb up Calvary's hill and die on the cross of Calvary for the sin uh, of the entire world. Uh, may I say, scholars say this is between 13 and 15 hours. This event up uh, before 
the crucifixion. It is here in Luke's gospel within our text uh, that we find ourselves reading uh, about the last Passover. The Bible lets us know it is here where the institution of the Lord's Supper would uh, afterwards take place for the very first time. We know this and we understand uh, that among these men there are some uh, who are there that Christ that will betray Him. Uh, there is one that is there that will deny Him uh, three times before the cock can crow. Uh, there is one sitting there by the name of Judas who will sell him out for a small price of 30 pieces of silver. There's some there that the Bible and other parts and other gospels begin to tell us they begin to reason among themselves whether who is the greatest or who is the least. You know the story. You know the scripture. that The Lord is sitting at this table for the last time He'll ever eat supper with His disciples. It's the last time they'll ever break bread. Oh, what a thought it is that some men uh, would look around and begin to judge who is the least and who is the greatest. But thank God there was a man up by the name of John, John the Beloved. The Bible said as those men begin to reason within themselves and begin to try to figure out who is the best Christian or who is the worst Christian, who will be closest in the kingdom of God to the Lord Jesus. The Bible said that John... Uh, leaned upon the breast of our lovely Savior. May I say this morning, I don't know about y'all, and I'm going to need you guys to help me preach today and quit looking at me. But I want to remind y'all the best way that you'll ever know that the heartbeat of Christ is not to sit and try to figure it out, but lean on His bosom. There was only one man in his final hours that knew the heartbeat of God. May I say this morning it is here in verse number 15 at this final supper that the Bible said with desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer may I say this morning what a lovely Savior that he would desire anything among mankind he knew he's fixing to go to the cross he was aware of the scourging in the punishment that he would go through. He knew the crown of thorns would be put on his head. He knew the cat of nine tails would go in his back. He knew the soldiers would pluck his beard and spit in his own face. Yet in verse 15 he said I have desired to sit with you. Somebody ought to act saved today and thank God he desires to fellowship with people like me and you. I can't understand understand the grace of God. I can't wrap my mind around His mercy. I can't wrap my mind around His forgiveness. But one thing I know is that on January the 9th, 2000, the God of heaven, I'm talking y'all about the one that put the stars in the sky, the moon in the air, the sun that never falls, every blade of grass, every sand, every, every grain of sand, He knows it all and he looked down out of glory and came to where I was and saved me by his marvelous grace. That's amazing. I, I, I've never understood why people don't believe you ought to get excited over being saved. I ain't mad about it. 
Amen. You ever met them people? They look ticked off to be going to heaven. That's not me. I'm not upset. I'm happy. Brother Shelby done said it. If it wasn't for the grace of God, there's a whole bunch of us. Probably wouldn't even be sitting here this morning. There's a whole bunch of us. Our, our, our spouses would have uh, been somebody else's. Our children would be in, in rebellion. Our lives would be destroyed. Some of y'all would still be drinking. Some of y'all would still be on drugs. Some of y'all would still be a brawler and a fighter and a thief. Uh, some of y'all listen to me. I'm trying to tell you... Uh, there's never been a sinner that walked under the cross uh, without getting bathed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I still believe as the old songwriter said, uh, it's still the blood uh, that takes away my sin. Uh, uh, there's faith, thank God. There is still a fountain uh, that's filled with blood uh, and it's drawn from Emmanuel's veins uh, and sinners plunge beneath that flood. Uh, we'll lose all their guilty stains. Uh, I'm telling you, there's still a remedy uh, for those without hope. Uh, there's still a remedy uh, for those without help. Uh, there's still a remedy for those quick on their way to hell. It's not through good deeds. It's not through repeating a prayer. It's not through baptism. It's not through church membership. It's not through humanism. It's not through good works. It's not through anything that we can do. I'm glad God took it upon Himself to spare our lives by giving His up and shedding His own blood. Hebrews said, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. There is no other way. I ain't got time to run all these rabbits, but I'm going to run a few of them. They asked Joel Osteen on Larry King or 60 Minutes or something other like that. Brother Joel, can you please explain to us how to get to heaven? You... We've heard it being said that they are, there is but only one way. You know what he said? You've watched it, most of you. He said, well, I can't say for certain that there's only one way. Pause. Pause. That's enough for me to tell you he's on quickly on his way to hell. Quickly. Listen to me, folks. I, I, I'm here this morning to remind you. I mean, if somebody would just walk back down. What we seen last Sunday, it's a small, it's just a small, just a small image, a small imagination of what he really went through. But if somebody, if you that are sitting here this morning, if you look in your heart back to a cross uh, and back to a man, listen to me, that did no wrong. He was sinless. He was spotless. He was pure. He never had a bad thought. He never said a bad word. Never told a lie. Never disrespected his parents. Never stole nothing. Never, never sinned. He's the only man. That ever walk on the planet that did not fall in sin. May I say we were born sinners because Adam and Eve fell in the garden. We're no longer made in the image of God, but His children was made in the image of Adam. In Genesis chapter number five, we're a sinner by choice. We're a sinner by birth. We're twice dipped sinner. The Bible said in Isaiah 1:18, "Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet." They shall be white as snow. Yeah. And they're in my crimson. They shall be as wool. I'm trying to tell you, there's only one remedy for a sinner that's got a black heart. And it's the red blood 
John chapter number 10. I was going to preach on this and the Lord led me a different direction but I want to read you something. Are you ready? John chapter number 10 and look down with me in about verse number uh, let's see here verse number oh verse number 14 if you would. Verse number 14. Let's look, let's look there. The Bible said in John 10 14 I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father and lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. That's the tribulation saint. That's the Jew. Them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me because I lay down my life. What's that? That's the shedding of blood. That I might take it again. Look here now. No man taketh it from me but I lay it down myself. And I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Look down in verse number 25. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. Hey, I like this now. And I give unto them. Hallelujah goes right here. And I give unto them eternal life. Look here now. And they shall never. And they shall never. Somebody ought to act like you saved. And they shall never perish. Neither Shall any man pluck them out of my hand? I like this. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. May I say this morning? Not only did the blood save you, but the blood has secured you. The blood has sealed you. May I say you got life. You got everlasting life. You got life that can never be taken away. You cannot be put from the Savior's hand. Make it safe to say we believe in eternal salvation and eternal security of that salvation. Amen. 
Somebody says, well, that's a bunch of easy believism. No, we don't believe we need easy, easy believism. I'll tell you what we are. We're Bible believers. Amen. I don't think these little God pretty much in Jesus' name, amen. They go out and they never live for the Lord. There's no sign of conviction. There's no chastisement. Yeah. Them folks ain't going to heaven. That's right. Are you listening? Not because they lost it, they never got it. The Bible said if you're saved by the blood, the Bible said if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things become new. That don't mean you're never going to fall. That don't mean you're never going to fail. That don't mean you're ever going to sin. But if you're a child of God, daddy ain't going to let you get by with it. Help me somebody. Amen. He loves you enough to talk to you and walk with you and speak to you. And hey, it chastises you. That's what he does. He loves us. We're in his hands this morning. May I say thank God. I believe not only in eternal security, we got double eternal security. He said, I, I have the sheep in my hands uh, and no man can pluck them. Then he said, and the sheep, uh, the one who gave them was my father and they're in his hands and nobody can pluck them from his hand either. May I say this morning, there's no way out. God has washed me in his, his son's blood and I'm saved to the uttermost. And I know that I have been saved. Because of the blood. Amen. So many people are trying to get to heaven. Yeah. A hundred thousand different ways. You know what Jesus said? I am the way. Amen. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. You know what it said about those who don't believe that? You want to know why they don't believe it? They're not sheep. They're not in the fold. You know what the Bible talks about, says about preaching, don't you? The Bible says the preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. But unto us which are saved it is the power of God unto salvation. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Why would a preacher get up and sweat and suit and, and yell and holler and do I don't even why does Brother Shelby act like a nut? Because he come in on August the 8th three years ago a drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He came in with no hope for him his home. He came in lost, held down with a hammer down. Think, hey, if you know if you think heaven is a dead service neighbor, you're dead wrong. If you, this makes you uncomfortable, you will not enjoy him. They're not sitting before the throne saying, Worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. Y'all can have all that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. No. Let me tell you what they're doing. Glory to the Lamb. Can you imagine what's going to be like at the great white throne? When we see hell. God said he's going to lift those out of hell and bring them to the great white throne and judge them according to their works. And he's going to cast them into the lake of fire, which is the second death. Yeah. Can you imagine what it's going to be like? It's going to be a sorrowful time. Yeah. See, God hasn't rocked the tears away yet. Yeah. It's going to be a sorrowful time. We're going to see people we love, people yeah. we know, family, friends, co-workers. Yeah. We're going to see them. Be bound, the Bible said, hand and foot, cast to the lake of fire. That's right. We're going to see all that. It's going to be an awful day. Right. Amen. Let me say something. I'm glad I'm on this side. Amen. Amen. I, I, I've been clothed in his righteousness. Amen. If God were to see me for who I was, Brother Jim, yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. I would have no hope. Yeah, yeah. 
If God were to see us, Brother Caleb, for who we are in this old flesh, we would be condemned. Right. Do you know what the Bible said about being washed in the blood? When you're washed in the blood, He no longer sees you for who you are. He sees the blood of His own Son. I don't, know, I don't know why we can, pre we can preach on homosexuality in our churches and they'll go nuts. They'll shout the preacher on. They'll throw hymnals. They'll take running laps. I, I, I don't know how it is that we can preach against alcohol and the, and the saints of God will get fired up. I don't know how, why it is that we can preach against all these, these hobby horses. And I'm not saying I'm preaching against because they're Bible. But then somehow or another you walk in. I've done it all over America. You walk in a church and start preaching about the blood and the cross and forgiveness of sin. And people look at you like, 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 like a pastor. Look up in here and listen this morning. There ain't no way none of us could be sitting here in the right mind on the way to heaven without the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, that still takes the blood. Yes. It takes the blood. Amen. Takes the blood. Yes. <laughs> what can wash away my sin? What can make me whole again? Oh, precious is the flow. Amen. I'm trying to tell you this morning, the blood, it's still the blood. It's still the blood. You know what he said here in our text? He said, my blood which is shed for you. Somehow or another, Christians have adopted this mentality that uh, they deserve Calvary, they deserve the blood, they deserve, see they th that self-righteousness. The Bible said the Lord Jesus looked at that crowd and He said, I didn't come for the whole, for the whole don't need a physician. He said, but I've come for the sick. You know what the Bible said? The Bible said that even when we were in sins that Christ died for the ungodly. But God commendeth His love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It was His blood and His blood alone that will save our souls. Save your soul. you're not, if you're not saved this morning, you can be. What do I got to do? Repeat a prayer? You better not repeat a prayer. I can't pray for you. Help me somebody. I mean salvation is between God and man. For there is but one God and one mediator between God and men. It's the man, Christ Jesus. It's His blood. It's the only way you can be saved. Oh my, I'm going to say what a Savior. What a Savior. Verse 14, I'm trying to hurry. I like what it says. And when the hour was come. Let me tell you something about this hour. This hour is the hour that the world will never forget. Amen. This was the hour that the world in times past had waited on. You know the Old Testament believers and prophets. This was the hour that they waited on. They looked forward to. This hour is the hour that the world in present time and the future would never forget. 
This is the hour, my friend, of all hours. This is the day of all days. For this is the day and hour that Christ would suffer for the sin of all humanity. Uh, the Bible lets us know in verse 16 through verse number 20. Uh, the Bible says this, For I say unto you, uh, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it. He said, I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me in the cup. Likewise, also the cup after supper. This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you. All of eternity was at a standstill at this hour. God the Father knew He was fixing to have to forsake His Son. The angels are at the edge of their seat waiting to come rescue. Yeah. Can you imagine what it must have been like for them angels? Yeah. Y'all here? Yeah. For all eternity. Uh-huh. only thing they've ever seen is God the Father, God the Son, and unison and fellowship in eternity. Yeah. They've never seen somebody cussing. They've never seen somebody mock him. They've never seen somebody scourge him. They've never seen somebody betray him. They've never seen somebody give credit to Satan for the miracles that he could do. We can't say about them angels. They was ready to obliterate the planet. You don't think I'm telling it right. You go read your Bible. They was ready to wipe the whole yeah. the whole world off of existence. Amen. Because that, they were created mm-hmm. for Him. Amen. And now here we are. He said, I'm fixing to go suffer. He said, this bread is a type and a picture of my body. It will be broken. And he said, this cup, when you drink this cup, it's a type of my blood which will be shed. And notice this, this is what it said. For what is communion? Is it something that's going to get you saved? No. No Catholics are drinking, commun- taking communion, and they ain't trusted in Christ to shed blood of the Lord Jesus on the hill called Calvary. They're every one going to bust hell wide open. That's not an opinion. People say, well, that's his opinion. No, it's not. It's the Word of God. The Word of God is our final authority. We're not making stuff up. I don't preach just what comes to my mind. I preach the book. You can dispute what I say, but you can't dispute the Word of God. And if you don't believe you have a perfect, inerrant, infallible, inspired Word of God, then what is our final authority? Amen. This is it. We've got to have a final authority. Faith has to be built upon something. The Word of God. And here they are. I'm skipping ahead. They're nailed him to a cross. I'm going to give you four places if the Lord will help me. You going to help me preach this morning, bud? Help me preach. Listen. They nailed him to a cross. The angels look over. God's never taken his eyes off of his son. Yeah. 
But in this hour, you know what they see God do? Thank you, Lord. Can you imagine the angels? Father? Father? Don't you know about your son? Father! He's down there begging for help. He's asking you to forgive him. Lord, stop this, Lord. Stop it. Why couldn't God the Father look on his son? I'm going to tell you why. Because he became Chris Siegel. Chris Siegel is a sinner. God cannot fellowship with sin. Light and darkness have no communion or fellowship one with the other. This is not a fairy tale story, by the way. You say, I don't feel like nobody loves me. They might not down here, but I promise you one why couldn't God look on Jesus? Because he's seen every lie. He's seen every thought. He's seen every attitude problem. He's seen every sin, every yeah. word, every idle word. Every, are you listening? Yeah. Think about the sin that he took that's just yours. Yeah. Yeah. If I try to just, I can't, it's impossible for me to think of all my sin. You realize you commit sin and know it? Because it's flesh and sinful. You'll do things and not even realize that you've done it. You say, I ask forgiveness for all of my sins. Well, you better say, oh, that's about the only way you're going to get them. Because we have to think of all of them. There ain't no way, Brother Teddy. Amen. Listen to me. Oh, man, I, I, I have trouble getting out what I won't say when I'm talking about this. Can you imagine the whole world? I don't know how many people's in existence. The numbers change every day. A day's a bunch. Not only did he take our sin. The Bible said he became yeah. Oh, yeah. our sin. Yeah. Now this is not to disrespect our Lord or to be ugly, but think of all the just deep, yeah. dark, yeah. demonic yeah. sins in this world. Think about the stories that you've read and the news stories you've watched about people murdering their own children and cutting them up, putting them in freezers. I mean, just crazy things. Think about all the child molesters. Sick. Perverted. We're we're sick in sin, but that's another level. Are you listening? You might not believe this, but if you don't believe it, you don't believe the Bible. He not only took their sin, he became their sin. Thank you, Lord. You want to oh Lord. What a lovely Savior. You want to talk like God? Could not look on Him, Brother David? He became the most vile and corrupt human being on the face of the world in times present, in time past, and forever in time future. He became all of that for one reason. Because God would have to forsake Him in order to sustain, keep, love, adore, save, cherish, hold on to us. If that blood is not precious to you this morning, you've never been washed by it. I was telling Deacon, if that blood don't stir something in you, you've never been washed by His blood. Amen. 
I can't go back to that day when God saved me and did not help me and affect me and break me. Amen. You know, the Bible still says it's the goodness of God that will lead you to repentance. Amen. Let, me let me tell you something this morning. If you've ever seen God on that cross in your place yeah. with your sin, paying your price, enduring your punishment, making a way for your pardoning, if you've ever seen that, your heart broke. Yeah. You were drawn. You were led to repent of your sin based on the goodness of God. And that's how you got saved. Listen to me. If that's never happened in your life, upon the authority of God's Word, I'm telling you this morning with all sincerity and concern, you are quickly on your way to hell. You don't have to be. That's right. Because when he crawled out on that cross and he died for the sin of the world, it was the blood. It was the blood that washed away our sin. I ain't got time to give you four places. I'll name them to you, but we're not going to be able to preach them all. You know, the first place we see is bloodshed. Place called Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. Gethsemane, the Bible said that that's where he drank the cup. Yeah. And Gethsemane is where he is placed under the pressure of sin. That's where he prayed thrice. Yeah. He said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Amen. But if not, not my will. Amen. Thine be done. Amen. What was in that cup? Mm -hmm. The wrath of God. Yep. What was in that cup? The, the, the guilt, the shame, the sorrow, the penalty right. of your and my Amen. sin. Yep. He said, Lord, if it's possible to get around this whole cup thing, I really, I really would appreciate it. Why? Because he was scared of death? No. God knew he, he's the one that was going to lay his life down. That's why he picked it back up. Listen to me. He didn't ask. I heard preachers preach that. He didn't want to die. That's not, that's not true. Let me tell you why he said, if it be possible, let this cut pass from me. It was not death. It was the penalty and the payment, the, the product of death. It was sin. You're talking about a man, follow me now, who knew no sin. He didn't know what it was like. How many of y'all walked in church feeling pressed down, guilty, overwhelmed by sin? Yeah. You want to rejoice, but you can't because you're dirty. Yeah. You want to say amen, but you can't because you're not right and got sin on you. Right. Amen. You want to sing the choir, but you just don't because you know your heart ain't right and you're, you're miserable. Amen. He never felt that. Right. He just didn't get one dose of it. He got the whole world, every human being that would ever breathe air and have a heartbeat on the planet Earth. He got all their sin. You know what the Bible said? He prayed. Look, right here is the first place he shed his blood. Till his sweat turned to blood. First place is bloodshed. You know what's sad about that? Along came Judas, the betrayer. The Bible said that 
Judas told him, said, whichever one I kiss, he told the council. He said, whichever one I kiss is the Son of God. I got to think about that. I preached it several times. I preached it here. Many of you have heard me. I got to think about that one day. You know what I thought? What takes away our sin? What saves us? It's, it's the what? And Jesus' sweat had turned to. I imagine he had blood all over him. And Judas walks up to him. Let me tell you something. Judas was so close to being saved, literally, he could taste it. Yeah. But he just got the blood on him. Right here is the difference, man. I know I'm in slow, low gear today, but I'm still preaching. Amen. Or how many people have tasted so close? Yeah. And they're content. They're content. It's on their lips. Yeah. But it don't live Amen. on the inside. Yeah. It was that close, Brother Kay. Think about the people that were so close. Judas was that close. Amen. He had the blood on him, but not him. The second place you find the blood is a place called Gabbatha. In Gethsemane, we see the cup. In Gabbatha, we see the chastisement. In Gethsemane, we see the pressure of sin. In Gabbatha, we see the punishment of sin. You know what they did to him at Gabbatha, don't you? Well, they beat him. Guess what was said? His blood. It was there at Gabbatha, Brother Bob, that they began to cry out, Release Barabbas! Here's an innocent man. He's never sinned. But he's got the pressure of the world, the weight of the world of sin on him. And he's such under such pressure, sweat turns to blood. Drops of blood flow down the hill at Gethsemane. As all them sinners walked that same hill, they were that close. They lead him to a place called Gabbatha. They begin to scourge him. Fellas, they begin to grab him by his beard. Like an old raggedy dog, Brother Jim pulled his beard out, hit him, spit on him, cussing, mocking, hurt him. They said that cat of nine tails under the Mosaic law it was 39 stripes, save one, meaning 40. Let me tell you something, they probably weren't keepers of the law. It was probably more than that. I'm going to go ahead and say they weren't good law-abiding citizens. And there's Romans. They didn't even have to obey that law. Y'all follow me? Stay with me. And they bent him over the whipping post. They took that cat of nine tails that had bone, glass, brick, rock, everything you think of. They Everything they had, they grabbed back and they hit him. And it wasn't just a slap, all that stuff would bite. It'd sink down into his back and they'd rip it. Chunks of meat and flesh and blood would come from the Savior. They were covered 
Think about this. Let me tell you something. You don't beat a man until you can't recognize him without getting his blood. You shed his blood. But it never made its way in the hearts. Some of y'all know about the blood. It's on you. But it's not in you. And listen to me. I don't care how much blood you got on you until it gets in you, you're not going. That's right. And they laugh. They beat me like an old raggedy dog. His blood was all over the area. He took your punishment. He took the pressure. He drank from the cup. He took your chastisement. Third place his blood was shed was the governor's hall. Mark chapter 15, I think it's verse 15. It's the governor's hall, what that word means. The Bible said that's where they put the crown of thorns on him. For the soldiers, they took him down. The garrison took him down to Pilate's house. These were the Navy SEALs of that day. They were ruthless. I began to read about some of the culture, and they said one of their forms, when you would get taken to the governor's hall, one of the main things they would do is torture you. And you know one of the forms of torture? What it was, it was biting. They would bite you. That was one of the forms of torture. They'd tie you down and bite you. I can just see, now the Bible don't say this, so if you don't believe it, that's fine. I, I can just see. I, mean, I can use my imagination. I can see. As they said, you think you're the king of kings, but I've also heard you say you're the bread of life. I can see them taking their own teeth and biting you. And once again, that blood is on. They took that crown of thorns, Brother Jim, and it, it, I ain't talking about little, little thorns, briars. I'm talking about thorns. And they crushed it down upon the skull as a crown, mocking him as king. And his blood ran down. It's all over. It's on. That's not him. But then there's one last place. Gethsemane. Gabbatha. The governor's hall. But thank God for a hill called Golgotha. Yeah. Gethsemane was under the pressure of sin. He drank from the cup. He died with us. He was chastised for our sin. He took the punishment. The governor's hall, he was punished again for our sin. But then on Calvary, he made the payment. He looked at them disciples in the Last Supper and said, My blood which is shed for it, listen to me. You! May I say there's not one person in the building today you are not on his mind. Amen. He was hanging on that cross. He became you. How many of y'all know you? Brother Carlos, I'm just going to be honest. Me and you are right. We ain't worth a flip. We ain't. I'm slowed down, but I'm in the right, I'm telling you, I'm in the right spirit right now. We ain't worth a blood. You hear me, man? I'm thankful you're here today, man. I'm glad here last night. I'm glad you're here. I mean, man. I'm glad you and your family's here. Let me tell you something, me and you, we ain't worth one minute. 
we're bad. We're sinful. Our minds are is corrupt. It's wicked. Our thoughts are wicked. Our hearts are wicked. The Bible says your heart is wicked. Desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. Who can know it? We don't even know our own hearts. You ever never had to pray? And the most ungodly, demonic, wickedness, crazy stuff starts coming to your mind. And you, next thing you know, you went from praying to blah, blah, blah. That's who we are. We're but flesh. Our mouths, corrupt. Where we look with our eyes, correct. What we touch with our hands, correct. Our motives are so connived. If, if God revealed our motives even behind all our good deeds, you know what we find out real quickly? There's a whole lot of people doing good things the wrong way. Our motives are Let me tell you what the Bible said. I'm about done. I know we've been here a little bit today. The Bible said this. Without the shedding of blood. So what's the answer for all that? I was going, how can somebody like us make it to a place like that? Amen. We're defiled. We're correct. We're perverted. Yeah. We're hypocrites. Yeah. In our flesh, we're all those things. Amen. I don't care how good somebody is, they're made of the same flesh Adam was made of. Amen. Amen. They're made of the same flesh. But David, David was a man after God's own heart. His hind end should have been at war. But instead of being at war, he was window gazing. Amen. I tell you, you're supposed to be on the battlefield and you're in the bathroom. You're supposed to be on the battlefield and you're on the balcony. It ain't going to be long. Are you listening? He sees Bathsheba. Sends his servants. They said, sir, that's your wife's wife. He said, I'm going to lose wife. It is. Go get her. I'm not talking about some male, running the mill little wimpy Christian. I'm talking about King David. Yeah. A man after God. I'm talking about when the Lord comes back and sits on the throne for his millennial reign, thousand year millennial reign, it's on the throne of David. Amen. Right. Are you listening? Man. You know the story. He commits adultery with this lady. Then he tries to cover it up and murders yeah. her husband. Yeah. By his own hand, he sends a death letter. He said, you're right, give that to your boss. Yeah. Tell him I want him to read it. Just him and him only. He said, okay, yes, sir. Sure will. Anything you need, King David, before I leave? No, you're right. Just deliver this now. Yeah. And he gives his own death wish to his captain. You know what that letter said? Put your eye on the front lines because David knew he'd never make it. Yep. Killed him. So what is the answer for all that? I'm going to tell you. The Bible said for the wage of sin. Anybody know what a wage is? What is the earning of our sin? Death. Somebody had to die in order for our sins to be paid for. You know who it was? None other than the Lord Jesus. Four places he shed his blood. Gethsemane, Gabbatha, the governor's hall, 
Most importantly, y'all got it. That's where he made your price. Listen to me. I'm done right here. Give me two minutes. There was a transaction made for your sin. Amen. Listen to me. And the only thing you've got to do to get washed in the blood is accept it. Because there's a second part to that verse. For the wage of sin is death. That's the earning of sin. But everybody that's saved ought to jump up and take off running when they get that one three-letter word. But the gift. Amen. I'm about to run. Yeah. <laughs> but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, Amen. our Amen. Lord. Amen. You're going to do one or two things today. You ain't going to try to pay your own sin debt, and what you'll find is you'll never pay it. That's right. You'll die and go to hell. Yep. Or you'll accept a gift that you could never earn. It's already been paid for. It's a gift of eternal life. It's the blood of Christ. Four places. Christ shed his blood. Let's all stand, Brother Chris. Come. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to stand one more time and preach the word of God. Now, this morning, Lord, I am burdened for some folks. I pray there'd be one here lost, Lord. They'd come and they'd get saved this morning before it's everlasting too late. Please, Lord, work in the hearts of men and women here today. In Jesus' name.